Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Why it bears repeating when we're discussing modern love and relationship paradigms and what they look like in 5D oneness consciousness is that they can no longer be about till death do us part, right? I mean, in some ways they are, right? The death of our old selves, maybe we don't physically die, but maybe the end of the relationship comes when we've reached a part of our evolution, when the old part of us is done and we can shed that layer. We have been conditioned that the longer you're together, the more solid the relationship is, Mm -hmm. the more committed you are to one another, the more the relationship matters. But that's really diminishing connection because Mm. connection can happen in an hour, can happen in a day or can happen in a decade. It's, It's not... Although to be fair, we've set up our lives in this kind of physical realm to be so connected, right? To entangle them to the extent that we almost can't become untangled that we've lost a sense of what real connection is. Well, also because that then perpetuates the fear and reduces power, which is what we've been talking about in every like, episode about relationships, is that mm. if you don't want to walk away from a relationship because your lives are so entangled in each other's, yeah. is that powerful? <laughs> or is that... <laughs> yeah, does that say that I can... powerful. Yeah, or what's going to happen? Because that's taking away a choice, right? Power effectively... The simplest way to look at power is that every choice is available to you. It's the one you choose. That I know I can do this, even if I don't know how I'm going to do it. Exactly. I am capable. Whereas, you know, if we are staying in relationships because we don't know what it's like on the other side. Or how to set up our own Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, anything. Then effectively what we're doing is we're giving our power, not necessarily maybe over to the other person, but definitely over to the relationship, which in itself is its own entity, right? Yes. And what I found really interesting when I was outlining today's episode, relationships will become the way we express our hope as opposed to how we deal with our karma. Explain. Yeah. So hope is our true heart's desires. And as we are looking to create a new world, and create our lives. Hope is the linchpin. It's what will allow us to create our new lives. So if you can imagine, relationships that come together in 3D, a lot of them are based on our karma, either to help facilitate a healing or give support to an issue that doesn't necessarily have to do with the relationship itself. Perhaps, you know, that person comes into our lives and our karmic issue is more, it gets played out more in career. And so as we're dealing with our career issues, that relationship provides a stability that we wouldn't otherwise be able to deal with the karmic issue, right? And so we could sort of look at that as, okay, well, that relationship was there for my karma. And maybe that's why that relationship just does not make it. And that's okay. You know, there's many reasons why we come together and there are many reasons why we don't stay together. But in 5D, those reasons change. So relationships and hope fit together like passion and purpose. So as we said, going forward in oneness, our relationships become much more purpose-based. As in my purpose complements your purpose in some way. And you also said yes um, in a previous episode that then we have a shared purpose. Yeah. And that purpose can become shared in some way. It doesn't mean you have to work together 100% of the time. It's not like that at all. 
that our lives are no longer as separate or as delineated as they would be in 3D separation, right? So relationships and hope fit together like passion and purpose because the passion that we bring toward our sense of purpose is also what keeps that relationship going. I'm sorry, what? It gives it the passion that we would give our purpose is the passion that also feeds the relationship. Okay. Right? That energy, that vibration. So the more into my purpose I am, the more I'm feeling my passion for this, the more that passion extends out to the wider world and results in my love for everything. (laughs) Ta-da! Whatever that means. (laughs) So the more connected I am to my desires, which are all an extension of my purpose, right? Follow me here. The greater the relationship to myself that I have, and that relationship becomes the basis for all my other relationships. It's a bit of an extension of the episode we just recorded. So basically, when we're working through our karma, Mm -hmm. our relationships are ones that tend to be founded in a, will you save me? Will you get me out of my pain? AKA, will you show me where I'm not in my power? Yeah. Right. So our relationships are mirrors, they're triggers. And even if they don't seem to be, they might just simply be providing the stability for us to deal with our mirrors and our triggers elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So once we are in 5D or as we become more 5D, those relationships no longer need to highlight to us where we're not in our power because we are in our power. Exactly. And we are in our power because that comes from ourselves. And in exercising that power through love, mm-hmm. we follow our purpose, which mm-hmm. is effectively being in joy in all aspects of our lives, right? So everything that feels joyful to you is, you know, at some measure, a stepping stone and or part of your purpose in some way. And that passion that we bring to that, because obviously when you like doing something, when you love doing something, like you're passionate about it, right? Like, you know, if an artist will lose hours in front of a canvas, a writer will lose hours in front of a page sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're in the zone, like what we call the zone (laughs) is like, I'd almost call living your purpose, that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So that passion. You can equate it to devotion. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm -hmm. So every aspect of your life becomes a place that brings you joy. Yeah then surely your relationships would do the same. Yeah, completely. Because you'll know. You'll know if they don't, you'll feel a drop in energy. Or what we would call that vibrational drop as well. That lowering. It's like, oh, I don't feel good. And I know that. I know that when my relationships work, I'm high. And when my work works, I'm high. You literally feel just like high. And so... It's beautiful. You know what I mean? And so it makes sense that our relationships would be a, another aspect of that purpose joy. That's going to be the telling point going forward at anything we engage in. Does it bring me joy? As we said, not only does it bring me joy, is this fitting me? And it is, you know, you know it again, like in our work partnership, if we don't fit, it won't work. Can I ask a question? Hmm. What about if some Bits fit, but some bits don't. They will fit enough. It needs to be consistent. Okay. I mean, so so how you can tell if something fits, you, you need to be engaged in it for a while okay, sometimes. So it's a good question. Yeah, it <laughs> is a really good question. And as you've experienced, it's like, it's sometimes you're not going to know right away. Sometimes no. we think something fits perfectly and then we think, you know, then we get seconds or thirds and we're like, ugh. Or well, sometimes <laughs> you write someone off, like within seconds and you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. 
that wasn't that yeah. wasn't accurate. <laughs> so it's important to be open to the experience always because that's really what's going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And we cannot anticipate because again, in a world where rules cease to exist, we cannot necessarily just know everything. Sometimes we need that experience because that's what's going to teach us. And I have to say my biggest advice would be, it's not about how you feel when you're without that person. Mm, yeah. That is purely a mirror to where you're at in yourself. Yeah. It's how you feel when you're with that person yeah. that matters. Yeah. And sometimes you can know, like I just said, sometimes you don't always know, but sometimes you know, and you follow that knowing, fine. Sometimes you know, or you suspect, but you're not feeling so certain. And you go down that road and you're like, ah, damn it. I should have listened to myself. Well, well sometimes you know, but that knowing wasn't quite what you thought it was. Yeah. Because actually that knowing needed you to get to specific places along that journey. But maybe then once you were done, you were done. Yeah. And then you just know, right? Then you'll, then you're done. Because I think that we can never sort of sit there and regret. You are, honestly, that's the second piece of advice I'm going to throw out there today. <laughs> this is just nuggets. <laughs> you always know when you're done. Yeah. And there's no question. Yeah. And there's no regretting the, why didn't I listen to myself? Yeah. You didn't listen to yourself and that's enough. Yeah. But you will listen to yourself going forward yeah. because you'd betrayed yourself enough times. Yeah. And that betraying of yourself is again, not being in your power. Right. And that's your karma saying something. Yeah. This is where you're not in your mm -hmm. power. Exactly. Yeah. And I have to say with me, with every single relationship, I have always known when it's done and it was easy. When it wasn't done, it wasn't done. And maybe it just wasn't done for me. Possibly not. And that's okay. And that was the other stage in your karmic healing that you had to come to, which was to heal the fact that sometimes things took a little bit longer than you would have preferred. Exactly. I should have made this choice already. Mm -hmm. I need to push myself to make it. It's been four months. How do I still not know how to make this choice? Why have I, why don't I feel this way? Why don't I feel that way? You know, like, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, I was pushing myself up against time. Oh gosh. Trying to make choices when I wasn't ready to make them. So invariably I then regretted them. Which is further punishing yourself by yeah. the way and keeping you locked in your karmic cycle even longer. The best thing we can do is just not judge how we feel and just act accordingly. Mm -hmm. Even if it makes no sense. Now I almost get sick pleasure from acting <laughs> in crazy ways. Okay, let's not go there. <laughs> but I do, it's I just do. I love it. <laughs> I love it because it really feels like me exercising my power. Yeah. You know, like I know this looks crazy to everyone else, mm. but it feels so right to me. All those micro ways in which we can exercise our power when we know it's almost meaningless. Yeah. Right? It just builds up the muscle. It does. Exactly. And that's really what 2021, 2022, 2023 are going to be us building up our muscles by burning out our karmic stuff, confronting our karmic stories. That's us really developing that resilience and that grit that and, we need. And I, we're not even saying resilience and grit because shit's going to happen. It's just being able to stand in our power and choose yeah. for ourselves. That does actually bring you joy. It is in the making of the choices mm -hmm. where yeah. the joy comes, I believe, in a yeah. lot of times. And once you know? we're in a karmaless state, once we've divested ourselves of our karma, we don't need to struggle so much in order to face our shit. Oh, no. It comes up very quickly. <laughs> she says, rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because immediately anything happens that makes you feel uncomfortable. The question immediately goes, where am I not in my power? It's not even what am I scared of? It just goes straight to where am I not in my power? Yeah. And what am I not listening to? What have I stopped paying attention to? Yeah. 
comes up quite easily. Where am I letting someone else's opinions affect me mm-hmm. and overriding my own? Yeah. And that goes to our previous episode where we discussed being in our own energy. Mm-hmm. Because when you are in your own energy, when you know yourself so well inside out, you feel yourself. You can literally know your vibration mm-hmm. because that energy is just you. Yeah. You know so quickly what is not your energy. So you know it fits or not. And actually what's interesting is that mm. for me, a good telltale sign is when I start comparing. Oh, well, you say I can't do this, but you're doing that. The minute I start doing things like that, mm. I know that I'm reacting to the fact that I'm giving my power away to someone else. Because if I'm trying to tear them down, I'm trying to take my power back. But I don't need to tear them down to take my power back. Oh, gosh, no. Actually, that's really the last way you could ever get your power no, back. That's... Well, because that's separation. Exactly. Your separation... And judgment has put me in separation and judgment. So I'm going to separate and judge back at you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we tend to feel low. Because vibrationally, that's not a whole act, is it? It's no. not a loving act. It's not a, compa- it's not a compassionate act. And so we bring ourselves down. Yeah. And again, when we're in our own energy, which is whole and beautiful and complete, we'll know the moment we start to split again. Because the longer you've been out of separation and polarity energy the less inclined you are to ever enter it again. The greater relationship I have to myself, the greater potential for all my other relationships too. But not very many of us know relationships without fear. Oh my God. I would say most people don't know relationships without fear. We don't fear. know relationships that don't have separation we don't know in them as a result of that. We don't know a world without fear. Yeah. We don't. Most of us grew up in homes with fear. And, you know, and I feel like that 3D separation ensured that the way we saw relationships, we're always fearful. If we fall too hard, they're going to break our heart. If we are too vulnerable, they're going to reject, rejecting us, abandon us. You know, all the I can't live without this person. Yeah, all of it. Relationships became a container for our fears. We have karma to think for that, right? Mm. So imagine then what relationships and relationship paradigms look like in the absence of karma and fear. I can't really. It takes time though to even like, even when you're karmaless to really get that, to establish healthy patterns, behaviors, especially given the shit show of the outside world. It's something that you really want to be able to protect because we're going to be so busy scrambling to make sense of our lives in the meantime. So I think it's just, we we have, we're going to have a little bit of rough going in relationships in general in the near future. But when we're ready for it and we find ourselves in it, it will work. And that's the point. We don't have to worry about the other shoe dropping or the person breaking our hearts because we, the, the better we know ourselves, the better and healthier our relationship is to ourselves. That whatever happens, it doesn't matter. We'll be fine. That we can have incredible clarity around that relationship and that person. Yeah, it makes sense. That the doubts and insecurities don't have to continue to guide and drive our actions as they tend to in sort of 3d dating sounds cool i think it's really cool and i'm really excited to see how it plays out but i understand that it would just be the uncertainty around it would seem rather scary and so i think what's going to happen and what we're going to see especially with gen zers they are already capable of this so long as they don't keep watching a bunch of shonda rhymes shows (laughs) Okay, that play in all these like the old bullshit paradigms, which a lot of them are almost impervious to. 
they almost don't have the hardwiring required to even enable that. But it does kind of create a level of confusion because we are sort of conditioning because our brains are wired for story. The more stories that we consume that contain these old paradigms and bullshit relationship dynamics, the more those become the signals we look for and the signs. And even if they're smart enough to know that this is not how things play out or how to expect things, it still creates an expectation because when we attach emotion to a story, and this is why romance is so effective in creating the framework for relationship and why I'm so critical of a lot of romance authors, because <laughs> I'm like, enough already, we can't keep doing this, is that we then believe it to be true. It really does take the emotional connection. Really, the most damaging thing that we can do with these stories is the HEA, the happily ever after. That's ultimately what it comes down to. It's not necessarily how they get there. It's the expectation that they will get there. But that's why this is called Tomorrow Isn't Promised. Because the thing about modern love is that it doesn't promise a tomorrow. If we are to exist only in now time and to live love only in now time, no partnership, absolutely none, can be about tomorrow. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't come into partnership and know that person until you die. I'm certainly not thinking my husband and I are going to wake up one morning and be like, you know, we're good now, right? Like, there's just a knowing we have. But that does not apply to everyone. And it is okay for some to think, I just don't think I can do that. That's for me. That's fine. You don't have to look at it from some scientific point of view and just say, well, evolution says that we're not meant to be monogamous and together forever. That's actually not true. Okay, fine. From a scientific point of view, sure, we can make that argument. But from a spiritual point of view and the evolution of a soul, actually lifetime partnership is very possible and certainly is desired by some. But normally it's the ones that who desire it out of their karma where it would suit them. And it, the difference is, are you desiring it because you want to be saved? Mm -hmm. Are you desiring it out of your karma because... Is it a measure of hope? Because it is your true heart's desire. Yeah. Because I can say, I have hope. My husband and I remain together. Respect underpins everything. It allows you to exist alongside me. But it also allows me to exist alongside myself. Exactly. And it allows me to acknowledge all the possibilities and probabilities and for you to think and believe what you want and for me to think and believe what I want. Yeah. So if respect is pretty much the only tenet of spirituality, and if we consider that as spiritual beings, our spirit and our connection to spirit is what guides our future relationships. Whether we choose to be spiritual or not is less important than the fact that we're operating from full consciousness, full body consciousness, higher consciousness. So our relationship to the divine in that respect then becomes that basis, all the relationships where we can then have complete trust, faith, knowing, and hope. Does that make sense? Because when we how we relate to the divine, I mean, is really a measure of our trust, faith, knowing, and hope is, again, season one, episode nine. The greater trust, faith, knowing, and hope that we hold, the stronger and healthier our future relationships will be. Well, because we're not trying to control them. We're just allowing them to be. And we're not needing them. Because the thing is, emotions will fluctuate. Yeah. 
life will happen. But if you're not ruled by fear, mm-hmm. it doesn't knock you off in the same way. No, not at all. You just, you just allow it to happen and keep going. Yeah. And really, when you are in that space, right, when you are in your divine power, it doesn't mean that you won't have little issues. Perhaps you haven't yet learned how to communicate. And so you're having to kind of work out the kinks. How do I say this to ensure that they understand me without it hurting their feelings? Have I conveyed the ideal way to communicate with me? (laughs) More importantly. (laughs) So yes, we're going to be working through that. And our emotions are going to be what tell us that something's amiss. And maybe it's worth saying something in the moment. Like, are you struggling right now? Is there an issue that we need to address and not make my issue his issue? Or it's like, you know what? No, I can't be. It's fine. It really actually does not bother me. And I know that because I know myself well enough to know when I'm bothered. But do you see those like, those are sort of like funny emotional fluctuations of we're good. You're kind of annoying me, but we're good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, And that's kind of where 5D partnership really does remain vibrationally and with intention. But... It takes time to get there. We can't always expect that the moment we are with somebody and we know that they're kind of, you know, they're our person and it's all good, that it's going to be all good all the time. Because we're always going to have little kinks to work out as we grow and evolve. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.